Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast. I'm Ashley, she, her. And I'm Alyssa, she, they. And today we are here to talk about episode three, Kiss. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Kiss was once again written by Alice Oseman and directed by Aros Lynn. Aros? I, I think you listen. said it right. I think I did. Fucking whales, man. Um, <laughs> I love whales. I can't say anything that's Welsh. Um, and according to Netflix, this is the episode where sparks fly at a birthday party where Nick's friend Tara confides in him. Inspired, Nick shares his feelings with Charlie and they grow even closer. Or as my friend Kiara called it the other day, the Nick Nelson is really going through it episode. <laughs> Yes. Oh my Where God. is the he line? Is. <laughs> he is. Aren't we all, though? <laughs> Kit Connor takes us on a journey this episode. Truly. He really does. All right. So we open right where we left off. Yes. Crying our fucking eyes out. Exactly. Nick is Googling. My own person is playing. Yeah. Another perfect song. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this has to be just like such... An overload of information. Yes. Because he's getting all of it at once. <laughs> yeah. Like the good, the bad, the mm-hmm. ugly, the everything. I had a lot of emotions during this. I, I mean, I do every single time. Um, But obviously, like this time, like actually pausing and like reading through the websites yeah. and taking notes on things. It There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad that we start off with something funny. <laughs> it's bookended. It's bookended by two funny things, which was very nice yeah. of uh, the show because <laughs> this is rough. Um, so we start with an article. Um, which I looked up all of these websites and none of them appear to be real, which for some I'm very sad and for some I'm very happy <laughs> yeah. that they are not real. Um, but we come to uh, – we are reading an article called Five Signs You Might Be Gay. And I'm very sad because we only get three of the five signs. Yeah. <laughs> Though I feel like they go down. Like they start really started out with the best one. Yes, they did. They did. And – I think that I take issue with some of I'm like, eh, I feel kind of meh yeah. about some of it. Um, but uh, sign number one is that you really love superhero movies, but Accurate. not quite for the same reasons as your friends. Bold of this article to assume that my friends aren't also horny bisexuals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they love a good hero. You love a toned bicep. Why not both, internet? Yeah. Why not both, fake website? Strong men everywhere are kind of a great bonus, actually. So are strong women, though. Yes, that's true. I know. I'm just – I'm watching this and I was like, oh, you you mean that my hyperfixation with Black Widow wasn't <laughs> just about, like, strong, empowered female characters? Yeah, or, like, Buffy. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that too. But um for me, like my personal timeline, yeah. Um the Avengers came first in my personal like journey. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I found Buffy when I was 9, so it's definitely the first for me. <laughs> I didn't watch Buffy until my freshman year of college. Yeah, oh, very different timelines. 
Yes. <laughs> um, but I like watched all the Avengers movies since 2009 with Iron Man. So 2008. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I think I know some gays. Uh, a couple, <laughs> couple of gays that like superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, can we just briefly, I love that the picture is like the like Superman <laughs> pulling his shirt open. And I'm like... There is something homoerotic about Superman, about Clark Kent pulling his shirt open by the chest to reveal the Superman logo. Isn't there? (laughs) There's something there. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. (laughs) (laughs) The second sign that you might be gay is that you've been having some pretty sexy dreams. Uh, Who doesn't have them every now and then? But you might have noticed that the main characters in yours aren't exactly who you're expecting. That was relatable for me. Because <laughs> mm. I remember, like, in early high school, like, having dreams and being like, that probably doesn't mean anything, right? That's just like, you can't control your dreams. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing. I shouldn't look into that too much. Yeah. Everyone has dreams about people of the same gender. That's normal. Everyone's a little bit gay. It's fine. Reader, it was not fine. <laughs> well, no, reader, it was fine. <laughs> but not everyone's a little bit gay. <laughs> the last one's the one. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't. I. <clears throat> it says, number three, every time you see a straight couple, you wonder what the big deal is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're both bi. Maybe. Maybe this is a monosexual thing. <laughs> Perhaps. But I also feel like it's telling because Nick is bi that that is when he like goes to a different site. He like checks off Mm -hmm. and he's like, can't relate. Goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so then he goes to another website. This one has a big rainbow banner and is LGBT lover.co.uk. Also fake. Um, And it has an article about a homie. About a homophobia motivated altercation between uh, concert goers and sports fans. Yeah. Which I have feelings about. (laughs) (laughs) Some implications there. Some implications there. But, you know, this is kind of where we see Nick starting to look at some of the like more negative like associations with queerness. If, you know, we get this like homophobia motivated altercation (laughs) yeah and there's like ads on the side for like counseling yeah um and then he we don't see the headline of the next article but there's a photo of these two hands in handcuffs and the hands are painted with the pride flag Mm -hmm. um and we can you know put two and two together and assume that it's about places where like homosexuality is illegal and things like that And then we get an article about the legalization of gay marriage in England and Wales. And like the first subheading, which is also the first place that Nick goes, is the section about opposition to marriage equality. A lot of negatives he's running into here. A lot of negatives. And then, and it's not really clear if it's in this article or in a different one, but there's a question. It's like an ad embedded in an article. Have you questioned your sexuality recently? And there's a yes and a no button. And there's just a part of me that's like, Nick, no, it's an ad. No, don't click it. <laughs> but yeah, that's he's true. like, <laughs> but he's hovering between the yes and the no, like not sure 
how to answer. I'm, I'm like, little buddy, if you don't know, it's yes, my my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's such a scary moment. I can only imagine, like, being his age, only just realizing that he might maybe feel this way, and then yeah. being hit with the reality of the fucking world we live in. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's intense. And then we get the worst article of the bunch. Yeah. This is an article on gay2straight.co.uk all about conversion therapy. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, hate it, hate it. So much that I wrote out the entire text (laughs) of the article (laughs) so that we could discuss it at length, if you would like. (laughs) Sure, because I definitely did not read, stop and read it. We need to, I just, it's, I feel like it's important to unpack, even though it's a fake website. I'm sure that it's inspired by real ones. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm almost wondering if this is what happens when you click on that app that Nick was hovering over, (laughs) which makes it worse. So it says here at gaytostraight.co.uk, we know how hard it can be to live as a gay man or woman. Conversion therapy, which every time they say the words conversion therapy, it's always capital C, capital T, which I don't know why, but I hate it. But anyway, conversion therapy from our certified partners has helped hundreds of people find better lives and happiness. False. Yeah. Categorically false. Um, And then the next like subheading is, is conversion therapy for me? As a man, are you experiencing romantic feelings towards men? As a woman, do you find yourself attracted to women in an intimate way? Which there is something about the phrasing there that I don't like. Like men having romantic feelings towards men and women having intimate feelings towards women. It's... It's a weird distinction. It's yucky and I hate it. I mean, this whole thing is yucky and I hate it. But that especially... um, So it goes on. Conversion therapy can help you process and understand these feelings and find out the underlying causes... Romantic desires can be caused by lots of factors, including trauma and loneliness. And I want to punch someone. Yeah. Um, Our certified therapists are available to help you through these difficult times. Hmm. Certified in what? Certified in what? I know. And that's the other thing, too, in this article, that every single time that they talk about, it's always capital C, capital T, conversion therapy. And it's always certified therapists and I'm like these are two red flags Mm -hmm. and of course Nick is 16 and probably hasn't been taught proper media literacy I mean I actually don't know how schools in the UK handle that stuff but I know that schools in the US could be doing a lot more in terms of media literacy Mm -hmm. um and I feel like Nick wouldn't be able to pick out those red flags especially in such an emotional state like he is in this episode but Yeah, there's a lot of things. And again, obviously, this is written for the purposes of the show. But, like, this is totally something that you would come across if you're, like, a scared teenager looking for answers. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, If you're still not sure, take a look at all the existing research from scientific studies for more information. (laughs) A lot of buzzwords. A lot of buzzwords. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, which it's, yeah, which like you just know that they're using all of this to, it's like search engine optimization entirely. Mm-hmm. We know it might be scary, but conversion therapy can work for you. Hmm. I also hate that it's like implying that someone would choose this for themselves when I feel like a lot of times what really happens is that you are a queer child and you either come out to your parents or are outed. And your parents force you yeah. to do this. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that there are some adults w- who are, like, grappling with, you know, like, religious pressure and internalized homophobia that do seek this out. But I feel like that's only one side of the story. Right. And then we got to the last section, which is what is conversion therapy like? And I want to hurt things. Uh, preferably my wall. I want to just punch through my wall. Don't be afraid. Conversion therapy is just like any other therapy. You will work privately with a trained professional and modifying your behavior with a series of exercises and introspective sessions to help your mental state. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it. And I actually – I wrote – I was like – as I was doing my notes, I was like, I hate this so much and it's supposed to be not good I know it's an intentional choice and I'm supposed to be angry and it's fucking working because yeah. it is. And I like, uh, even though it's made up, I'm just angry that Nick is sitting there reading this stuff. And I'm like, no, no, Nick, you don't deserve this. You deserve a hug. Mm-hmm. And some if, hot chocolate. Sarah, if Sarah Nelson only knew. Yeah. Oh my God. If Sarah Nelson knew that her son was looking at this, she would – she would find this website. She would find their like brick and mortar headquarters, and she would fight a bitch. Like, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But also, the entire conversion therapy discussion makes me think of the fanfic that I read. That was, but I'm a cheerleader, except it was with the Heartstopper characters. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, fun fact. I've never seen, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, no. Yeah, it's because I'm a little baby. I mean, I hadn't seen it either until, like, several years ago I watched it, but it wasn't, like, I was too young when it came out. Yeah, same. But it is so good. I I know. I need need to watch it. I just haven't had occasion to yet. Yeah. Um. So then Nick, thankfully, clicks off of that website, and he goes to... What looks like like some kind of like government resource or something on discrimination in the workplace, which we don't really get to see too much of. Yeah. Because then we go to the iconic ultimate gay quiz. <laughs> the ultimate gay quiz. <laughs> <laughs> and it says at the top, the like tagline or whatever is answer these questions truthfully to find out if you're the gay friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I missed that, but I did write down the questions. Yes, I did too. Um, (laughs) But they're great questions. Yeah. So the first one is, uh, do you ever find yourself crushing on actors that are the same gender as you? The second one is, are you a bit possessive of at least one friend of the same sex? (laughs) And can we just briefly talk about the answer options? Because there's yes Maybe and don't know. There is yeah. not a no, <laughs> not a no. option. 
<laughs> it's like the 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 website and the quiz are just like if you're here, you're at least a little <laughs> yeah, bit gay. Yeah. So no one's getting one hundred percent straight. <laughs> yeah. Um. And but for that one, we see Nick is kind of like between maybe and don't know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, but. If you're not sure which one of those two it is, the answer is either yes or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that the answer is yes. And then the last question is, have you ever wondered what it would be like to kiss a member of the same sex? And Nick looks like he's going to cry. Yeah, the tears start to well up. And then my tears start to well up. And then we find out. <laughs> That he's 62% homosexual. <laughs> and I did write down the little tagline beside that. It says, uh, you're definitely at least a little bit gay, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I use the 62% homosexual thing all the time now. <laughs> yes. My husband walked in while I was watching this scene and I was like, look, he's 62% homosexual. He has not seen Heartstopper, will not watch Heartstopper. It's not his cup of tea. Fine, whatever. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> but and he he was just like, cool? I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's hilarious. <laughs> 62%. It's so specific. And accurate because he's bi. Yeah. With a preference for men. So it's slightly leaning more towards. But this is when we see his little eyes again and he blinks and the tears fall. He shuts his laptop. And like we all cry. Yes. And it's just like you can tell that it's just too much. Mm -hmm. It's so much information. Yeah. He slams the laptop like Mm -hmm. I can't information overload. Yeah. And I think too, like looking at it saying 62% homosexual, like just it saying the word homosexual, I'm sure has to be like a really challenging moment mentally as you're like starting to process all of these different feelings. Yeah, for sure. And then it cuts to presumably the next day at school. And I love the way that this is framed, this shot where he's dead center mm-hmm. and there's people on either side but there's just this like noticeable gap between him and everyone else and like Kit Connor is just like he's so deep in thought and very like you can read his mind like his mental like dialogue mm-hmm. all over his face and the camera is just slowly zooming out like adding to that feeling of loneliness and isolation and feeling small and it just is so well done and it just gets you into Nick's mindset so well. Yeah. And then Harry shows up. <laughs> oh my gosh. The scene gets me. It does. It's there's so much. He says, how's it going? And Nick says, fine, normal. Which just goes to prove once again that anytime anything gay is going on, Nick Nelson's going to be like, it's normal. Yeah. It's just like normal. 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 Oh, my God. And Harry says that his 16th birthday is coming up this Saturday and that Harry will be there. Or not, not, well, yeah, obviously Harry will be there. (laughs) That Nick will be there. He does not ask, do you want to come to my party? He says, you will come to my party. And I have a question. (laughs) 
16 a thing for like people in the UK? Like, is it as a, like is it an important cultural milestone year like it is in the US? Um, I feel like I never hear about 16 or like sweet 16s or anything like that in the UK. Yeah, I don't know. Georgie? Or is it just a yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm wondering, I was like, is it just a coincidence that he's turning 16 and that also he's just like a rich prick who would have a big party right. regardless if it was 15, 16, 17, you know? Because like also even in the US, like I feel like a lot of guys don't do sweet 16s. I yeah, feel like right. that's primarily like a femme thing to do. But um, in any case, Harry tells Nick that he'll be there. And tells Nick to bring some cool people with you. And then Imogen. <laughs> sweet, sweet <Pops>. Imogen. <laughs> she's listening, waiting for that. Oh, she's like, that's my cue. Yeah. And I love that she comes over and like scoots right up next to him, shoulder to shoulder. And he moves like just a little bit to make room for her. And she's like, oh, and just like scoots in and fills the space again. Like he's making more room for me. Perfect. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> Uh, she asks if Nick is going to invite her. At which point I was like, Imogen, aren't you one of Harry's friends? Did he not right. invite you? <laughs> I was like, are you just flirting? Or were you actually not invited to the party? I think she was just flirting. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think she would have been there regardless, but. Yeah. I love Nick's little attempt to try and flirt back. <laughs> where he's like, I don't know. Are you cool enough? <laughs> yeah. It does not come off as naturally as when he's flirting with Charlie. No. But it's still cute. I don't know that I think he was flirting back with her so much as like he's just a generally playful like person. Yeah. So I don't think that he's trying. So I don't think that it's that he's actually flirting with her. I think he's trying to appear flirty back. Like Mm. he's acting flirtatious because that's what he thinks he's supposed to do in this situation. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah. And like, because you can tell that it's more forced. Yeah. um, Than some of the things that happened with Charlie in previous episodes, in this episode, in the future. Um, But then when Nick says that he can invite her, Imogen gets all happy and there's like little purple hearts that like come up out of her head. And then we get the title card, which kind of like plays on that theme with the white and the purple and the little hearts, which is adorable. Yeah, super cute. Yes. And then we cut to the locker room (sighs) where Nick is changing shirts and Harry is sitting right beside him talking like he's not there. Yeah, talking to either Cy or Otis or Christian. I still can't tell. Which of the rugby boys is which of the rugby boys? But Harry's talking to one of the rugby boys. <laughs> like literally, like Nick isn't even there. It's yeah, it's so it's weird. It's the most sixteen-year-old boy thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't. I asked my partner because he played football mm. all through high school, and I was like, yeah. okay, so like, is this normal? And he was like, not really. Like we would have just been saying it to him. Like I <laughs> was like, I don't think that this is normal. But I feel like it's something Harry would totally do. Yeah. And at some point, one of the la- one of the rugby boys says that Nick is going to have his pick of two girls. And then we also later on see someone say he has two proper fake girls trying to get with him and he's not even bothered, which is like the most 
fucking like chavy British sentence I could ever <laughs> yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my whole thing is they're saying all of this stuff, but what indication do any of them have that Tara is interested? Yeah. Aside from one kiss, which in this scene we learned was three years ago. Right. When they were 13. Yeah. They don't have anything. That's that's what they have. That's what they have is one kiss three years ago, which obviously means that Nick and Tara are destined to be together. <laughs> I just want to know why Harry's so interested in Nick's love life. I, that's a great question. <laughs> Harry Green, what's going on here? What's up, bud? <laughs> but this whole time, Charlie's dying inside. Yes. And, like, every time that Nick looks over at Charlie, like, he's, like, we see him get upset. Yeah. Like, Nick is so upset that this convert, like, he feels personally guilty that mm-hmm. this conversation is happening. And it's like, buddy, it's not your fault. Harry's a dick. Mm-hmm. And Charlie knows that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I think, given the stuff that Tao said yeah. in the last episode, like, there's definitely this, like, seed of doubt. And the fact that not only are, is, is, is he hearing more about Nick and Tara, but also this stuff with Imogen, which to this point, Charlie didn't know about at all. Right. I, you know, it's, it's gotta be difficult. Yeah. That's a lot to take in when you're crushing. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, when Nick finally gives in and says, yeah, maybe. And then he looks over at Charlie and Charlie just like immediately looks down at his shoes. Like, nope, can't, can't handle that right now. And Nick looks like he's going to cry. Yes. It's it's so sad. I just want to hold them both. I know. <laughs> like, in like a protective, like, mama bear stance in front of Harry and just be like, back off. Yeah. My children. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> I will fight them. I don't care that Harry is a child. Okay, I do care. I wouldn't fight a child. But like... <laughs> You know, you sure would want to, though. I would want to, um, like in the same way that, like, if like my when my younger siblings were in high school, like if I yeah. heard that someone was talking shit to them or like about them, it would be like the same thing where it's like I am aware that I'm an adult mm-hmm. and I can't do anything. But <laughs> right, yeah, it's just like a you know, yeah, for sure. So then we cut to a uh, form in the morning. Their, their form class and Charlie sits down and he's just so in love. And I know it's he's so just happy cute. to be there. <laughs> yeah. And Nick is looking worried. Yes. And he just like blurts it out. He's like, Do you want to come to Harry's party? And then, but there's like a pause. He's like, He thinks about saying it, then he stops himself. And then he goes to say it again. And then he takes a breath. And then he says, do you want to come to Harry's party? And then there's another breath. And he says, with me. And I yeah. scream, this is a date. He is asking you on a date. <laughs> and he's so nervous about it. I know. And like Charlie has this look, which is so relatable of like, what? Social party? What? Especially a Harry Green party. Yeah. But then Nick puts on his adorable golden retriever eyes and says that he <laughs> wants Charlie to be there. And how can you say <laughs> no to caves. that? Instantly caves. <laughs> and so he does. And then, like, he looks away and he just gets this cute little smile that's, like, the epitome of, did a cute boy just ask me out? <laughs> yeah. And Nick is also staring at him 
with that smile. And he is like, you can tell he's like drinking in all of Charlie in that moment. Like, yes, he said, yes, he's going to go on the date with me. It's so (laughs) cute. It's so cute. And he's so excited that then he gets home that evening and he's in the group chat in all caps. Nick invited me to Harry's party. I'm screaming. And then key smash that I totally didn't pause and then type out letter for letter. (laughs) Lies. I don't believe you. (laughs) A-J-D-N-S-J-S-B-S-I-S-B-F-C in case you were wondering. Um, the comic panel editing is really well done here. Yeah. I think it's used so well for these like group chat scenes. I love Elle's room. Yeah, it's so it's cute. Perfect. And I love that she's like, OMG, you're going to a popular people party. Yeah. <laughs> Tao is big mad. Tao is big mad. And he's like, wait, isn't that tomorrow? Because they were supposed to have a film night tomorrow. Which, like, they have film nights all the time. All the time. It's like one of – one. I almost said one of Harry's. It's like one of Charlie's most used emojis. Yeah. And Charlie feels so bad. Like, you can see it in his face. And he's, you know, he says, like, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. I told Nick I would go with him. And – Obviously, Tao isn't there, and Tao can't see how bad Charlie feels, but he is really just making it worse yeah. in this moment. So he's like, you said you'd hang out with us. And Charlie's like, can't we just do that another time? And at this point, I'm like, you guys have film nights like every other weekend. It's fucking fine, Tao. Tao says, it's our film night. It's sacred. Isaac and Elle, back me up on this. Isaac is like, no. <laughs> Isaac is... N- he looks at he looks at his phone, puts it back down, and then goes back to reading Quantum Mechanics, the Theoretical Minimum, which is in fact a sequel to the Theoretical Minimum, What You Need to Know to Start Doing Physics. <laughs> okay. All right, Isaac. Um, I had to look that up. I should um remind me to put the link where I get all of this from all of the books that Isaac reads remind me to send that to you guys so that we can put it in the show notes. Okay. Because I do, I look it up in the same article every time and that's where I get all of my information. So we should share the wealth with the world. Red. But yeah, so Isaac wants nothing to do with it, which like, good job, Isaac. I'm very pleased at Isaac's, you know, declaration of neutrality in this moment. Yeah. By going back to his fucking quantum mechanics book. In his amazing sweater. I yes. want that sweater. I want it so bad. The sweater game on this show <laughs> goes so hard. <laughs> but, you know, Charlie says that he's so sorry. He'll make it up to Tao. And Elle comes to the rescue. And she says, it's okay. It can just be us three tomorrow. And we'll do something us for soon. Little peacemaker. Little peacemaker. I love her. She's really like the voice of reason in this episode. A lot which, of the times, I feel like. Yeah, well, but I them, feel like I feel like Tara also, but like mm-hmm. within the core, like um, original little group here. Mm-hmm. I again, this is another episode where I have a really hard time empathizing with Tao for some of it. I feel like there's other times where I'm able to empathize with him a bit more, which we'll get to. Um, But, like, in this moment, I just, like, 
I get that he's acting this way because he doesn't want things to change and that it's his own insecurity. But in this, at, this, at the same time, he's acting in a way that could very possibly cause him to lose all of his friends because he's trying to like pit Elle and Isaac against Charlie. He's like mm-hmm. making Charlie feel bad. And like, especially when you pair it with the, like the group chat without Charlie from Crush, it's just, it's a lot. Um, and obviously Tao is 15 and he doesn't realize that he very well could lose all of his friends, but it's just so hard to watch. Yeah. Especially having been a Charlie in a friend group with a Tao, like <laughs> in high school, it hurts because I, I hate to break it to you. It did not end well in my particular situation, um, but I'm really glad that Charlie decides to stick to the plan and says, I told Nick I'd go and that he doesn't agree to cancel. He doesn't change his plan. I'm really proud of him for that because it can be really difficult to do that, especially when you've got someone who's got this really big presence and really big personality who's been your friend forever in the way that Tao has. Um, And obviously I'm really grateful to Elle for being the peacemaker and you know, kind of diffusing the tension. And his little smile when he reads Elle's message is so sweet. I know. He's just like, yeah. Thank you, Elle. It's so sweet. Elle was like in it from the beginning, though. She was like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Elle ships it. We all ship it. But Elle is the captain of this ship. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe co-captain with Isaac. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait to talk about Isaac in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Julio dropping Charlie off. Which, um, two notes at the beginning <laughs> of this scene here. Um, I briefly thought that Charlie was driving and was very confused <laughs> until I saw the stealing, steering wheel and remembered that this is England. <laughs> and I <laughs> on the other side of the road. But I was like, like, I'm not even joking. I was like, wait, what? Is that because it was like fucking 7.30 in the morning? Maybe. Is it because I was slightly hungover because it was the day after Thanksgiving? Maybe. But I (laughs) saw that and I was like, what? And then I realized. Also, pretty sure that the balloon budget for this party was more than my entire wedding. Right? There's so (laughs) many. And they're all in these, like, elaborate balloon sculptures. Which is expensive. Exactly. Just a simple arch is expensive. Mm -hmm. And, like, my wedding was not cheap. My wedding was many digits. And I'm pretty sure that he spent – that his family spent more on balloons than I spent on my entire wedding. I just love him being like, all right, I'll pick you up at 10. And Charlie's like, can it be 11? He's like, nope. Ten's late enough. <laughs> like, yeah, stick to your ground. <laughs> Julio Spring is amazing in this scene. <laughs> yes. I I love everything that happens with Charlie and Julio in this car. Like, I swear to God, the actor, Joseph Balderrama, he has, like, three lines, but he gets the, Kills like, it. concerned, supportive dad energy perfect. Yeah. It's like, in those three lines, we know everything we need to know about Charlie and Julio's relationship. Yeah. And I just love that he, like, 
he knows that there's mm-hmm. a good chance that this might not end well. Mm-hmm. And, and is like, you just call me. Yeah. It's like, he just makes it clear that he's there for Charlie without being too intrusive about it. Mm-hmm. Like he sticks to his ground on the curfew, which whether that's just because he doesn't want to wait up, <laughs> whether it's because that's curfew and he doesn't want to change it, like whatever the reason, whether it's because he's worried Like, he sticks to that boundary, and then he just says, call me if you need anything. And we know exactly what's going on. Charlie knows exactly what's going on, but they don't need to say anything else, and it's great. And I feel like that's a unique, like, parent-kid relationship for TV. It's usually either they don't give a shit at all, they have no idea what's going on in their kid's life, and they're dropping them off, whatever. Or it's, like, overbearing and they know too much and they'd be begging them, like, not to go or, like, checking in on them every five minutes. Yeah. So the fact that Julio can, like, walk that line of supportive and gentle but also, like, strict and mm-hmm. <laughs> and set in, in his boundaries. Like, it's it's just a very good on-screen yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm ser- I, Like, this show has something for everyone. It's like, are you a queer kid? Here's something for you. Are you a parent of a queer kid? Here's how to act. Also, here's how not to act. Looking at you, Jane Spring. (laughs) But then we go, we see Charlie outside and he looks so scared. Relatable. (laughs) Yeah. I literally wrote, oh my God, Charlie, the fact that you didn't immediately turn around and get back in the car. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I can't imagine having... A party like this or going to a party like this there's more kids at this party than there were in my entire grade like <laughs> yeah i'm like it's crazy in the comics they say that like there's like 200 people at this party which again more people than we're at my freaking wedding yeah. like <laughs> more people than i know it feels like more in the show though when you put yeah. the, oh, the, like yeah. the downstairs and the upstairs together yeah definitely feels like more in the show um, also, the song Telephone by Waterparks is playing in this scene, which for a while I genuinely thought was an Owl City song. Like, <laughs> I thought that that was Owl City. No. I was listening to it one day. I hear. And I was like, is this Owl City? And I had to look it up. It's not. I could see the, where you were going, though. Like, yeah. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And then again, we get inside, and this party is massive. I made a note here. Is there a My Super Sweet 16 joke about this party in the comics? I feel like there is one. If there's not, I'm making one here. And then I add it. Second watch note. There's a My Super Sweet 16 joke later in this episode. <laughs> yeah. It is in the comic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's massive. Yeah. I mean, huge. number one, they rented out an entire hotel on what? Like a Saturday night? That's expensive. And, like, why would you run out the whole thing for our kids? I don't understand why you needed the whole entire hotel. Just to flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah they rented out the entire hotel. They're, like, there's, you know, the lights and there's glow sticks and there's. I'm sure a live DJ, though. Do we ever see? We see a setup. Okay. So, like. You can yeah, you can kind of see the setup behind Tara and Darcy when they're dancing. But yeah, like there's a DJ. It's it's a lot. Yeah. 
So then we have like a couple of like these shots of, you know, Nick with Harry and Imogen and stuff and dancing very badly. It's a lot of like awkward white boy dancing, which I love. (laughs) Um, Charlie is like trying to find Nick. The fact that Charlie hasn't like pulled out his phone and texted Nick, I'm here. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, that's like introvert 101. You wait outside and you text the person that you have decided is going to be, that you are going to be the shadow of. I'm here. And you wait for them to come and get you. Charlie, what are you doing? (laughs) all of my why are you not just messaging him notes are from later when nick's trying to find him i'm like just just dm him like i don't understand i'm just like where the fuck is your phone you guys are constantly texting where's your phone (laughs) but i love that he walks past a mirror and he has to stop and like check his hair hair make sure because we know nick loves his hair yeah um, I mean, also, he has curly hair, and that's just kind of – you have to check yeah. it at every opportunity because if you don't, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Imogen finds Nick and hugs him, and Harry conveniently disappears. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> and Imogen's like, do you like my dress? And Nick says, oh, yeah, and then uh, turns around and is gone, like completely he ignores just, her. She just he, like, walks has away. has no idea what to do. And I'm like, oh, my sweet baby girl, he is not interested. That, I see know. That, but the difference in me and Imogen is that she stuck around so that she could shoot her shot straight forward later. Whereas that interaction right there, I would have left crying already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have, I have some thoughts about Imogen. Uh, shooting her shot later. Um, I think that there might be some liquid courage involved in that scene. Yeah, I have have (laughs) Um, some questions about that as well. Yeah, I'm glad that you do too. And so then we have these like shots of Nick and Charlie looking for each other on the dance floor. And like the way that they look at each other when they finally make eye contact. I'm like, (laughs) stop. They just like both of them full cheek to eyes smile. Yes. Happens. Oh and both of their breath hitches. Like you can tell that both of them are like struggling to breathe. Yeah. And they like run at each other to the point where <laughs> like they have to physically stop themselves from hugging each other. Yeah. And they both say, I've been looking for you at the same time. Full homo. <laughs> Full homo. <laughs> there will it's- be no, no homo here because no. we're full homo at this point it's so cute it's so cute it's so cute (laughs) and you know that they've both like been stressing about this all day they both like stressed about their outfit and how they looked and Mm -hmm. then they got there and then they were like where's the other one like are they here am i here alone i'm freaking out and then finally they've hit this point just like the way that the like tension washes off of their bodies when they finally find each other and the musical cue Yes, but also because I was reading the comics earlier today and I was reading like the this part of the comics, the fucking outfits, the costuming is spot on to what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I was Mm -hmm. like, damn. I know. A lot of the times I wonder like how long did they hunt for that specific thing or did they just get something and then paint it? Like how how did – they do because i know that that's probably like the bags that they have that are like exactly the same i'm sure they're painted yeah 
And their fucking little giggles after they say it is so cute. <laughs> it's just, it's the cutest thing. It's, oh my God. I love it so much. They're adorable in this whole scene. They're adorable. They're adorable, period. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of adorable, we go to Tao's house and Elle gets there and Tao's mom <laughs> is so excited so to see Elle. It's adorable. Yeah. You can just tell that, like, she's known Elle for a long time mm-hmm. and has been worried knowing that she switched schools. And so, mm-hmm. like, having her be there and hearing her say everything's great was just, like, something that she needed to hear. Yeah. And I love how angsty and jealous Tao is that his mom is giving Elle all of this attention. And I'm like, are you jealous that your mom is giving Elle attention and you can't? Or are you jealous that your mom is giving Elle attention and not you? <laughs> I think he's jealous because her his mom is giving her attention, which is stealing Elle's attention away from Tao. Oh, I like that reading of it. I think that that works. He's like, you two stop talking. I want Elle to talk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to my room. Yeah. Tao's suggestions for movie night are Ladybird. Moonlight and Arrival. Three movies I have not seen. <laughs> I've seen Ladybird and it's really good. It's not really like snuggly movie night fair. I got that vibe from the list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, of of the three, like if those were the three options, I would tell them to watch Ladybird. Um, it's got Saoirse Ronan, it's got Beanie Feldstein. It's it's a fun movie. But it's also got some, like, really heavy emotional, like, mother-daughter relationship stuff. It's a good movie. I recommend it. But, like, with the asterisk of, like, there is a lot of, like, intense mother-daughter relationship stuff that I know a lot of people struggled with. Um, So, like, for anyone, that's a thing in the movie. But Saoirse Ronan kills it. It's directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is in it, which, I mean, obviously, if Saoirse Ronan is in something, Timothy Chalamet is in it. Um, It's a cute movie. I liked it. Uh, Moonlight, I haven't seen, mostly because I know that it's really sad, and I don't Mm -hmm. think I can emotionally handle it. And I, the only thing I know about Arrival is that Amy Adams is in it. Okay. And it's, like, a really intense, like, Oscar-baity sci-fi movie by the same guy who directed the Dune movie with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Zendaya. So yeah. Elle wants to watch something funny. <laughs> and I was like, not possible. Yeah. It can't be like, a film night if it's a comedy. Which <laughs> just wow. Um, and then Tao <laughs> says he wanted it to be like old times. And Elle says, Well, it's not old times anymore. Which <sighs> that is one of my favorite line readings of the entire show. Yes, it's Yaz's good. delivery of it's not old times anymore. Yaz does so much in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like because this is the episode where Nick and Charlie kiss, a lot of the stuff with Elle does not get talked about as much yeah. as it should. Um, but And Tyler Darcy. Yeah. But yeah, Elle has an amazing episode. This is such a big episode for Elle. It's a huge episode for Tara and Darcy. Um but we're going to get to all of that in a little bit because yeah. right now, Tao and Elle's phones both go off. <laughs> and 
and they have a text from Isaac in the group chat. Sorry, gang. I'm super sick and can't make it tonight. Enjoy your evening. And the biggest fucking <laughs> shit-eating grin emoji I've ever seen. <laughs> and we all know that you are not sick, Isaac Henderson. We all know <laughs> what is going on here. We know exactly what you're doing. The only people who don't know exactly what you're doing are Tao and L. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Not subtle. Not subtle at all. <laughs> Super sick, my, oh my ass. <laughs> you're fine, Isaac. Just don't want to be a third wheel. <laughs> And also probably at least a fraction of it is like, he's not going to shut up about Charlie and Nick the entire time. So I'm going to stay here and read my book instead of going over there to read my book. Yeah, (laughs) I have to finish reading about quantum mechanics. Yeah. So that I can then read some other shit for the next episode so that I can (laughs) be in the middle of another series. (laughs) I love Isaac. Um, (laughs) Back at the party, Nick and Charlie are talking about Mario Kart. Yeah. And Nick has dragged his mom to play Mario Kart. Yeah, which I want that deleted scene, please. please. <laughs> Give me I, Olivia no. Coleman playing Mario Kart. <laughs> you know what I want? No, forget the deleted scene. I want the behind-the-scenes footage of Kit and Joe trying to explain to Olivia <laughs> Coleman how to play Mario Kart. That is what I want. <laughs> Give it. To us, Netflix. You cowards. Harry shows up to tell Nick that Tara is here, has arrived at the party. Harry comes over with his entire fucking posse because he can't go anywhere without a group of people. Like literally cannot go anywhere without the entire rugby team. It's gross. (laughs) Yeah, I hate it. And Harry like tells Charlie about the whole situation with Nick and Tara as if he wasn't right there in the fucking locker room and heard yeah. it all earlier. And asks Charlie if Nick should go for it. He's like, don't you think you should go f- he should go for it? I do love his delivery of proper romantic. Yes, it's <laughs> great. It's great. The actor, I forget the actor's name. I didn't write it down. But he does a really good job yeah. of being like, uh, just like, fucking lad. Yeah. <laughs> derogatory yes Uh, (laughs) insult intended yes and then harry like literally drags nick over to talk to tara and charlie follows yeah it's really sad but also the whole the whole time that harry walks nick over to tara his hands are all over Nick's body is all I have to say. I just think he's using this as an excuse to get a little closer. It's just like how we discuss the homoerotic subtext of the way that Harry Green talks about Nick Nelson. Yeah, it's like he's too obsessed with it. And he yeah. does. He's very touchy-feely. Mm, interesting. I actually hadn't noted that. Yeah, he like puts his arm around him. But then his other hand is also like touching on his chest and oh like, my God. yeah, it's oh. a lot. That's a lot. He also says that Tara is super hot. Um, and just like the delivery and the tone, I don't like it. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Skeevy, it's gross. gross. Um, like, I mean, Tara looks amazing. So good. 
I love her makeup. I love her hair. I love mm-hmm. her. Yes. But it's just, it's the way he says it and yeah. the context and ugh. the intent behind it, too. Yes. It's yucky. Also, Nick has a drink in his hand when he stands up and then it's just gone because his hands are in his pockets. <laughs> Continuity error. <laughs> Script supervisor was not paying attention. <laughs> um, I actually didn't catch that. So good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, when when they get over to Tara, Tara also looks super uncomfortable with the situation mm-hmm. and does not want anything to do with it. Yeah, her face when she realizes that it's Harry that's come over to talk to her immediately falls and looks disgusted. She's yeah. like, ugh, like, I can't believe I have to talk to him right now. I know it's his party, but like, ew. I know. <laughs> I didn't come yeah. here for this. <laughs> no. I came here for the dancing. Yeah. Um, And then Charlie, like, sees – because Harry leaves, like, almost immediately. hmm And Charlie sees Nick and Tara talking, and he just is sad, and he walks away. Which I would have done, too. I would have left yeah. as well. No, I don't blame him. I'm just also sad. Yeah, for sure. And then we cut back to Tao's house where he is still overreacting about this. Yes. So. This is another moment where I have a really hard time empathizing with Tao. Because uh, he says that Charlie's changing and that Nick's stolen him. Oh. Don't like it. Um, he also says that Charlie should be here with his actual friends. And then, thank God for Elle again. Yeah. Is like, well, I think Nick is his friend. Yeah. And she also, like, the whole, with the, like, Nick stolen him thing, she's like, that's really dramatic. Yeah. And Tao tries to accuse Elle of being on Charlie's side, as if there is a Charlie's side versus, like, and it just, it's very telling that Tao feels like this is a you know, us versus them situation. Yeah. When it's not. But that also speaks a lot to the way that, you know, insecure teenagers view things. Like you're gonna right. feel like, well, you can't be friends with this person and also me. It's like our friendship is mutually exclusive of all other friendships. <laughs> I would say even some adults are like <laughs> Oh and yeah. from my personal experience, I am very social. I have a lot of friends and like I the amount of times I've had people come to me and be like well you're just like they've replaced me in your life and I'm like no I have room for everyone I can have more than one close friend I don't understand Uh why where this like possessiveness comes from in people's friendships yeah Um, it's weird I don't like it um and L again is like there aren't any sides L has just like such a great position. I feel like Elle being good friends with both Tao and Charlie and also like being kind of outside the situation at Higgs mm-hmm. gives her just like the perfect perspective because unlike Isaac, she's not getting it 24-7 from Tao. Right. Like she's not constantly hearing it in the same way that I have to imagine Isaac is from what we saw in Crush. And she also not for nothing, has the information that Tara is gay and mm-hmm. is not ever going to want to be with Nick. Yeah, she's and not a factor. Yeah. So, like, she just has a really good position within the friend group 
to be able to kind of call Tao on his bullshit. And I also think that it speaks to her friendship with Tao that she's able to kind of call him yeah. on it in a way that I don't necessarily know that Isaac would feel comfortable doing. Yeah. I think it would have, it would have, uh, they would have butted heads a bit more. Like, I think that Tao wouldn't have taken it quite as well coming from yeah. Isaac. Whereas coming from L, it's like, kind of like a slap in the face like what he needed to hear a little bit yeah um now it still takes him some time (laughs) to Mm -hmm. get there but this is a turning point for him for sure Mm -hmm. i also feel like isaac is just a little bit less like likely to stand his ground so like if he tried to stand up to it at the first sign of tau pushing against it he would kind of like back off and be like oh okay yeah I agree. Yeah, or like, I see what you're saying. I, or he would just pick the book up again and be like, okay, oh, yeah. and then just start yeah. reading again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So then we go back to the party, and Nick and Tara are talking, and this is so friggin' awkward on both yes. ends. They're oh. so awkward. Neither and- of them want <laughs> to be here. They, like, off the bat acknowledge that they do not feel that way about each other. And Nick is like holding his breath and doesn't even know it, I think. And when she says like, I'm not interested in you that way either. He like exhales so hard. He's like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny because like to everyone else, they would assume that the opposite is happening. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Oh my God. And then Tara says what was almost my favorite line of the episode all this could have been avoided if I just told everyone I was a lesbian. And our sweet little Nicholas. Sweet little Nicholas. Says, well, that's not really something you'd want to lie about. <laughs> like, oh, sweet baby. <laughs> Nick, read the room. <laughs> like, but the moment that Tara says it wouldn't be a lie, like, something clicks in Nick's brain. And it's like the sky has cleared. Like, yeah. there is finally sunshine after an amount of time of rain. And it, it just becomes, like, this, in that moment, this scene just becomes, like, everything to me. Yeah. Just, like, the way that he's like, wait, what? Like, there's someone else. Mm-hmm. And they're happy. And they're happy. And also, in the background... Because when Tara, when Tara says that's my girlfriend over there, Darcy's trying to catch I don't know what marshmallows, popcorn, who the fuck knows something. She's trying to catch something in her mouth. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I'm like, that is the perfect introduction for Nick to Darcy. Perfect. Yeah. And Nick asks why Tara's telling him, and she says that she and Darcy have been talking about it. And that they don't feel the need to keep it quiet anymore. And that they don't want to make a big coming out announcement, but they don't feel like they have to hide it. And he thinks that's so cool. (laughs) He does think that that's so cool. And it is so cool. It is. And like, it's just as important for Nick to hear that as it is for all of the queer kids watching the show in this Mm -hmm. moment to hear that. Like, it's... I wish that I had heard that from, like, when I was, like, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And also, I love that as soon as it becomes, like, possibly relevant, 
Nick brings up Charlie and Taz Gadar just goes off. <laughs> oh boy, does she know immediately? She's like, Yeah, I know him. Like, do you know him? And he's like, Yeah, we sit together and form. And then her face is just like, Gay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's great. <laughs> and then Darcy comes up to ask Tara to dance. It's just. I love it. Yeah. Um, I have a note here, and I don't remember the particular context, but it just says in all caps, Kit Connors face acting an Emmy for Kit, please, which presumably is something to do with... Probably how he lovingly stares at them running away to the dance floor. Uh, yes, probably. And then Nick turns around, and Charlie is gone. And I then I don't so. want to talk about the rest of... I, no, I do want to talk about... The rest of this, but I don't want to talk about Harry. <laughs> but we have to talk about Harry. So Harry asks where Nick is going. And Nick says he's going to find Charlie. And then I want to punch Harry in the face. Yep. And all the other boys that are just laughing hysterically. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate it so much. This is very like on brand with my high school experience of teenage oh, yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, why do you even hang out with him? He's just a nerdy little year 10. And he's like, wait, do you think he has a crush on you? How sad. To which I say, do you have a crush on him, Harry? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not going to let it go. (laughs) Nicholas Nelson, my fucking hero, says, that's homophobic, Harry. And I really don't like you. Happy birthday. <laughs> and just the way that he punctuates it with happy birthday is perfect. And I love it. And I am so proud of him. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I think in the comic he says happy fucking birthday. He does say happy fucking birthday. Which but- is just like, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a little bit more of a kick. Oh, my God. This show does not do fucks. So... And my note says, I wish he had stuck with this attitude. I know it's hard and it's scary, but fuck do I hate this prick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? So we cut back to Tao's house. I really want to know what they ended up watching. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I'm pretty sure, because in the comics, in the previous episode, in the comics, they're watching Back to the Future. During the hand scene? During Crush, Yeah. They're okay. watching in the comics, they're watching Back to the Future. So I'm wondering if they were watching Back to the Future, but like I'd have to go back and like really focus in on the audio coming from the TV. And yeah. that's really difficult for me. Um, <laughs> I, I still think that they were watching Star Wars, like in my heart of hearts. Anyway, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even guess what Ellen Tower watching. I know the audio was really low. I like yeah. tried to listen and then I was like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> no. Probably some like Wes Anderson or something. I feel like oh. that would be Tao's like middle ground of, okay, you want to watch something funny? We're going to do like pretentious funny, like yeah. Wes Anderson kind of stuff. And like, I love Wes Anderson. Um, but like, it's probably something along those lines. Yeah. Like Moonrise Kingdom or something. But so Tao apologizes for making it weird Mm -hmm. and l says he didn't but i think he did (laughs) yeah i'm like no l l no let let him apologize he is correct let him own it in this instance yeah 
But, you know, it's like about time he starts processing these feelings. Yes. And this is where I have my note about Yaz and her acting choices. Yes. Because the yes. emotional journey that Elle goes on just just in this scene where she's talking yes. to Tao um, about how she's changed schools and it was really scary and she didn't want to put herself out there. And mm-hmm. when she's saying all these things, she doesn't look at him. She kind of like comes into herself and like hunkers in mm-hmm. a little bit, looks down. But then when she gets to the part where she starts talking about how she finally did open up and she feels like she's going to be okay now, she looks up at him. I think she even like reaches over and maybe touches him or like reaches over at the computer or something and gets like they physically closer to him and <laughs> is like, that's a good change, right? Like, and mm-hmm. so just like the journey, the physical journey that she goes on during telling that story is like chef's kiss. Yeah, I feel like because, you know, before she kind of has this like monologue, Tao is talking about how he misses how things used to be. And Elle points out that change is good sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like, and I have to imagine, especially with the way that Yaz acts this scene, there is a part of Elle that feels guilty in this moment for transferring to Higgs and being a part of that change and possibly even feeling like a catalyst for yeah. that change because she's the one who did something that made it different. Yeah. Made it not, right? Like there has to be some guilt in there, even though in her heart of hearts and like she knows and Tao knows and everyone knows it was absolutely the right thing for her to leave Truem. Like there is just this part of her that f- in this moment feels guilty. Mm-hmm. And she kind of goes through this journey of talking about you know, all of these things that are going on and how she felt like she was so scared that no one would like her and all of these different things. And then through this, she go, she gets to, like, that's a good change, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, she's searching for that reassurance that Tao doesn't blame her because, I mean, it's not her fault at all, but I definitely have to imagine that she feels that way. Yeah. That's a really good perspective to come at it from. Yeah. And I just want to hug her. I know. I just want to hug her. Oh, my God. And then they hold hands. And Super I cute. don't understand how they don't know that they are in love. Yeah. My, our, all Everyone's clueless on this. Everyone's uh, clueless and uh, not subtle. Except for Isaac. Isaac knows yeah. everything. True. Oh, the next scene. I love the next scene. <laughs> it's just, I... Mm. Obviously, it's awful, but I love it because Charlie's in the hallway and he runs into Ben. Which I rewound it a bunch of times to look. Ben, I think Ben bumps him on purpose. Oh, definitely. Because Charlie's looking down, but Ben is looking straight forward. Mm -hmm. So like rather than just saying, hey, I'm sorry, whatever, he has to be physical about it first. Yeah, and he's a... Fucking asshole in the scene too, because he yeah. says, like he tries to apologize, and then he says, "Have you finished sulking about it?" Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, not great. Charlie tells Ben to leave him alone, and Ben tries to grab him. Charlie pushes him off, pushes him into the wall, and says, "Do not touch me!" In just like this big voice, mm-hmm. and he walks away. And I'm just so proud of him. 
How far and he's come. Give him a hug and tell him everything's going to be okay. And that he did a good job. Yeah. Because <laughs> he did. Yeah. It's telling to see like how much confidence in that situation he's gotten just in mm-hmm. these few episodes of kind of understanding how bad it really was and how good it could be and getting that like self um, self-worth check. Yes. Also, I have to imagine that the rugby has been really helpful. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like also just like in the ability for him to like have that instinct to shove him against the wall. Yeah. True. <laughs> like I feel like the rugby's done him some good there. That's true. Yeah. So even though I hate that scene, I love it because I'm just so proud of the way that Charlie mm-hmm. handles it. So then we cut to Nick, who is looking for Charlie so hard. <laughs> and again, I'm like, Nicholas. Where is your phone? phone? (laughs) Why are you not texting him? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the bisexual lighting has arrived. Yes, the bisexual lighting has arrived. Gotta love the bisexual lighting. (laughs) But he's, like, looking upstairs. He is walking around looking at all the little corners. gazing down (laughs) over the dance floor. Oh, buddy. Just send him a just, message. Just fucking text him. Call him even. <laughs> uh, that's no, a bit don't, much. Yeah, that's a bit much. Also, I was like, yeah, don't call him. But like also, like even if you tried, I don't think that either of you would be able to hear a thing. No, anything. Uh-uh. Yeah. But he's just – he's like literally looking high and low for Charlie. Yeah. Like doesn't want to find or talk to or interact with anyone else. Just Char- Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Tao and L. There's a lot of yes. cuts here. It's yeah, it's a lot of like the back and forth between these two situations. And L says that she misses Tao and Charlie and Isaac and kind of like acknowledges like that Tao is not wrong to like feel the way that he's feeling. He's just going about it the wrong way. <laughs> and also just like a reminder that he's not the only one that's dealing yeah. with change. Yeah. They are all dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I love that Tao tells her about the apple juice from the first episode. I said the flirting is so strong here. Oh, yeah. They don't even know it. They don't. <laughs> and then Tao ruins it. Yes. Again. By asking. He's like, he asks Elle to promise that they'll always prioritize their friendship no matter what, which Elle says is a bit dramatic <laughs> because it is. And yeah. then Tao says, like, no matter what changes, we will always put our friendship first. And to Tao, here is what putting his friendship with Elle first looks like. We'll still go bowling and watch creepy documentaries. And we'll always stay up to watch the Oscars, um, which... In, like, UK time, the Oscars don't even start until 1 a.m. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah. Um, Is that red carpet or no? That's, like, the actual start. That's the actual show. Like, okay, I think the red carpet's usually, like, I think the red carpet usually starts at, like, 6 or 7 my time, Eastern time, which would be, like, 11 or 12 UK time. But then, because okay. it, like, airs during prime time, so. It's, like, usually from, like, 8 to 10 o'clock Eastern time. But I guess to a teenager. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, I'm and like, then they, uh, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no, same. And then he also says, and we'll always be able to talk about deep stuff like this, which I do like appreciate the fact that they are able to have this conversation, which I don't think that they would have been able to have if Charlie and Isaac were like, you know, any combination of, you know, the group were there because they do like they have just like a different connection, Mm -hmm. which I have some questions about. (laughs) No, like just like timeline wise, because Tao mentions that Isaac and Elle weren't there when Charlie was going through the worst of the bullying in year 10. But then Tao and Elle seem to have this really, really close bond. And so I'm just wondering like how all the puzzle pieces fit together. I'm like, we're Tao and Elle friends. And also Tao and Charlie were friends. Like some of them. But then at the milkshake, at the milkshake bar, Mm -hmm. when they ask, she says that she was friends with Charlie and Tao came along as a package deal. It's, I just have so many questions. Although I'm also wondering if, like, maybe Tao saying that, like, Isaac and Elle weren't there is, like, a... Maybe they weren't clued in. Maybe they weren't clued in. Maybe Charlie was only talking about it with Tao. I don't know. Maybe they just... I mean, because Elle's a year older, so, like, maybe they just, like, didn't have classes together and so didn't really see what was going on. I just... There is just kind of like a little bit of questioning sometimes where I'm like, but how does this – I like I need to get my red string out and put it all together. My gut is to say that like Elle heard about Charlie being bullied mm-hmm. and then it took her a while to like get close to him and by the time she did, it was already kind of dying down a little bit but then they bonded really – closely since then maybe yeah that's just how i knowing Elle and how she operates i feel like if oh, she yeah. heard about charlie she would have sought him out and, yeah you know mm-hmm. been there there's also a part of me that's like maybe tau just like because he's a little bit like in his own world yeah like doesn't know that charlie was also reaching out to ellen isaac for support true yeah so like i th- there's a lot of different like ways that it could be interpreted. I just like when I was watching it, I was like, huh. What? And also, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, this scene to me is the reason why Elle is so hesitant later to clue Tao in on any of her feelings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she keeps coming back to this talk. Yeah. And that's where all of her hesitation comes from. Yeah. It's like prioritizing our friendship means not addressing my feelings. And also because he's terrified of change. And if I change something again, how is he going to react? Yeah. This is a big scene. It is. Speaking of big scenes. Oh, my God. Clearest <laughs> Blue is a blasting. Clearest Blue is playing. Nick is still looking for Charlie. Imogen shows up. Imogen is <laughs> questionably drunk. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I had this discussion, I think, with Jared on Twitter, too. Like, oh my God. there's no in- – they give us no indication that they're drinking. Oh, no. None at all. Except but Imogen <laughs> is <laughs> definitely hammered. Yeah. And, like <laughs> – So confident. And he is just not interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
he, oh my God, he has no idea what's happening. He's like, I don't know how to react to this. I don't know what to do. I just want to find Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And he like, when she says, I really like you, Nick. And he's like, what? what? Wait, what? <laughs> and which, uh, c- it continues to be a theme with him because later on when she asks him out, he's like, I didn't see it coming. And I'm like, you didn't after she <laughs> cornered you on the dance floor and told you yeah. that she likes you. <laughs> you didn't see this well, coming at all. To be fair, to be fair. A lot happens after this that he might have forgotten it happened. That's true. Very Um, true. And, you know, it's – I do – this also I feel really bad for Imogen in this scene too because she's like, you don't have to reply right now. I just wanted you to know. And I'm like, oh, my sweet girl. It's the squeal after he walks away from me. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, no. Yes. That didn't go well. Why are you celebrating? (laughs) Because she's drunk. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I love how she kind of, like, acts like it didn't happen after this, too. Yeah. she Does she remember? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, again, evidence for her being drunk. But, yeah, no, it's weird because we don't really see anyone else drinking, although it's a party. It's like a high school party, and we don't see any adults. So I feel like you could just assume that there's alcohol on premise. So True. But she's – at the very least, Imogen struck. Yeah, yes. But Nick has to go look for his friend. His friend. His friend. <laughs> his 100% platonic BFF, Charlie Spring. Besties. Yes. Um, And as he's, like, crossing the dance floor trying to find Charlie, he sees Tara and Darcy dancing. And they look so happy. And then he looks so happy. Yes. Which, like, this is the first time that he's really, like, able to take in two people at least openly queer to him. He knows Mm -hmm. for for a fact. And they're happy and they're dancing and they're acting just like any other straight couple would act at this party. Yeah. And then they kiss. Mm -hmm. Which then it's like, there's no question about it to any, I mean, we- Later learn that there apparently is still some question, but <laughs> we'll talk about that next episode. Uh. Um, but, like, he sees them kiss, just the way that he looks at them. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, also, when I was talking to my friend Kiara about this episode, um, when she first watched it, she told me that it's like, this was everything that 15-year-old me needed. And I mean, I think it's a moment that uh, – 15 year old all of us all of us needed. yeah it's just like because the way that nick feels in that moment is like the way that like queer kids feel the first time that they see a queer relationship like on screen or in person and it's just so big and like the fact that like the way that the show gives space to it where it's like the rainbow flag fades mm-hmm. in behind Tara and Darcy and they're dancing and they're just there's so much love and joy. It's perfect. I need to go back and find it, but there was an interview that I read or watched with um some of the crew. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was Eros that was saying it, but I'm not, don't call me on that. But they were talking about how they already had this song picked out so that 
rather than it being like them dancing to nothing on set, they had this song <gasps> playing and like for the beat and everything That's so good. that everybody could like authentically be celebrating. And I mm-hmm. thought that it kind of shows like, I feel like there are some moments when he's like just running through the crowd where they're off beat and stuff. But like yeah. this specific moment, this little slice of it is perfect. Yeah. And like the, like just like the way that Corey and Kizzy are moving. Yeah. Is yeah. And even it's the very around clear. Them. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I love it. Yeah. No, there's definitely some other scenes where I'm like, they hadn't picked out the music. <laughs> like Nick and Harry dancing, like when they yeah. first see them at the party. That they were just kind of like, and you're at a party, go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you can't you can really tell that they actually like have the music cues all figured out for this yeah. scene. Also, I just want to point out that this is a huge moment for Tara and Darcy as well. And yeah. their faces after they kiss are they're like, unbelievable. I can't believe we just did that. And also like Hell yeah, we just did that. And also, yes. can we do it again? Like, yes. this is the best. And it's just like such a, a milestone moment for them as well. And I feel like, mm-hmm. like you said, this being like the Nick and Charlie kiss episode, a lot of this other stuff gets kind of, it doesn't get the light that I feel like it deserves. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's so huge for them. And like, you can see, and I think too the fact of like this being like a dancing scene, yeah, and like the song and the energy behind it. It's like you can see how much, how freeing it is for the two of them. Yeah, they're like liberated. Yeah, and it's great. It yeah, it's such a big deal for the two of them. And I feel just like in general, like Tara and Darcy don't get the love that they deserve mm-hmm. as a queer couple in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they totally deserve it because I mean, and Kizzy <laughs> and Karina too. Like they don't get enough love for their acting. Oh my god, it's great. But Nick's world is changed. Oh, so much. It's oh my god, and he has such an urgency. I have to find Charlie right now. Right now. Yes. <laughs> right now. Also, wait, I'm sorry. Just really quickly, though. The fact that the song is called Clearest Blue, and blue is such a Nick color. Yeah. Like. It's the Nick color. It's the Nick color. And it's just, you know, yeah, it's like a, I think that's also like really important to just kind of like note. Um, yeah. In, in this moment. But yes, no, Nick is like, I need to find Charlie right now. I feel like if he doesn't find him right now, he's going to just like have a full on breakdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or just like explode. Like, yeah, explode. <laughs> right there on the spot. And so he finds Charlie sitting by himself on a different couch. Yes, on a different Not couch. Not the same couch. So many couches in this hotel. <laughs> um, and Charlie says he left because he felt like he was in the way, which, like, I see you, Charlie. I mm-hmm. feel you. I, I'm such Charlie. Um, and he also says your year 11 friends are kind of intimidating, which again, I see you. And also I think they're especially intimidating here because it's like Harry and this entire posse. And it's just like this large mass of teenage boy. (laughs) Yeah. Also like in a room full of other teenagers, like if anything happens, like, 
all of the attention of everyone is going to be on them. Yeah, it's it's really intimidating. And it confesses that he doesn't want to hang out with them anymore. Which it makes me like partially sad because I know and like especially from the comics that some of those guys are good friends. But Harry ruins it for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like also if given the choice between the rugby team or Charlie, he's going to pick Charlie every time. Every time. time. Every <laughs> time, yes. This is when Alaska starts playing. Mm-hmm. In the in the background, and that's when also my heart starts to speed up because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but before we get there, Charlie says that he ran into Ben. Okay, wait. But first, when he's when Nick says that he doesn't know if he wants to hang out with those people anymore because he'd rather hang out with Charlie anyway. Mm-hmm. Charlie panics. Abort, <laughs> abort mission. Abort, he looks like, down at his feet and then he changes the subject to, I just ran into Ben. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I, I cannot process that statement at this yeah. point in time. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but he says that he ran into Ben and that he uh, pushed him into a wall and yes. that he thinks that Ben got the message that time. And Nick is so proud. I mean, aren't we all? But like Kit is beaming. He's so Kit proud. Connor. The way that it, he goes, like, from terrified to at hearing I just ran into Ben to immediately so proud. Yes. Ah, it's so good. And he grabs Charlie's hand and he doesn't let go. Charlie's the one that lets go later. Yeah. That's like a big moment for him. Yeah. Like, he's in this party and he's holding this boy's hand. And he doesn't let go. He's not thinking about it. And I think that that kind of like sets up this kind of like slow burn coming out that he does where he's yeah. like not exactly coming out, but also not hiding it. And mm-hmm. he's going to go on that journey. And this is like the start of it. Yes. And it like it like perfectly parallels to him at the rugby match at sports day and boyfriends yes. where he in front of everyone grabs Charlie's hand. Yes. Um <laughs> I love that. And he's like, let's go somewhere quieter. You know, that entirely heterosexual thing that you suggest to your entirely platonic BFF. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie suggests that they race. No, I think Nick, f- Nick says, do you want to race? Okay. And Charlie says, oh, you want to race me? And that's oh, when he drops okay. his hand. Yeah. And then Charlie fucking bolts. Yeah, he's gone. I'm like, Nick, you you know, you know that ho- Charlie's whole thing is that he's really fucking fast. It's why you asked him to join the rugby team. You That's asked why I asked this. him to race, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a flirty move. Oh, yeah, I know. My next note is just flirting in all caps. Yeah. And I said, the bisexual lighting is so strong here. Yeah. <laughs> and I also wrote down lyrics. The yeah. you and I, there's air in between is just like... <sighs> Mm, such a good mm. song choice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. There's a lot of really good song choices in this episode. In this show. Um, well, yes. Yes. Also in this entire show. Yeah. Um, also, can we just going back, right? Because the song that's playing when Charlie arrives is Telephone. And guess what he doesn't do? <laughs> he uses <laughs> his fucking <phone>. telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just occurred to me. 
Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just like maybe that was not the best song choice. <laughs> um, but it's a bop, so we'll allow it. It is a bop. Um, but anyway, what is it? I didn't write it down, and I'm really mad at myself for not writing it down. But Nick says something, and then Charlie says, That's because you're old. He says, I'm dying. So, like, as they go up the stairs, he says, you're you're going too fast, and then they round another corner. He says, slow mm-hmm. down, and then as they go up and it shows them running down the hallway to the ballroom they eventually end up in, Nick says, mm-hmm. I'm dying, and Charlie says, it's because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Just some cla- some 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 uh, first-class flirting from the two of them. <laughs> um, and then they go to this, like, completely empty ballroom because Harry's parents – rented out the entire hotel mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, and then we get the My Super Sweet 16 joke. Yes. Um, where Charlie says, um, he should have gone on My Super Sweet 16. And Nick says, so he could cry when his parents got him the wrong color Lamborghini, which Harry would totally yeah. do. That fucking tracks hard. And it probably, with Harry, it would have been like, I asked for a blue one and they got me a blue one. But two days later, I said I wanted a red one and they didn't change it. So I'm pissed off about it because I wanted a red one now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the worst. So they sit down and they sit to down. catch their breath. And again, I say, Charlie Spring is so brave. <laughs> yes. Because Teen Ashley could never. <laughs> oh, no. He looks so scared. Yeah. But he does it anyway. Also, the music dies here when the questioning yeah. starts, and that's a that's a tool that is like very effective for me personally. Yes. It's just it like oh, always oh. works. Whenever there's a silent scene, I'm like, I'm into it <laughs> every mm-hmm. time. Yes. So then he asks about Tara, and Nick is like, "Ew, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not!" Like, no. Kit Connor's face of like really wanting to like drive home that no, 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 no. I am yeah. not into her. You've got the wrong impression. <laughs> Again, I Charlie, I I could never. Teen Alyssa could never. Fucking adult Alyssa could never. Hell, I'm married and even still could never. Like, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and just like, so you don't have a crush on anyone at the moment. And like, I mean, Nick is also supremely brave in this scene, mm-hmm. and I think it's like it's such a big scene for both of them yeah. like we know that like they fucking titled the episode after this scene <laughs> yeah it's just it's just like the whole thing is so big and they just build the tension so well through this whole conversation so you don't have a crush on anyone at the moment nick says well i wouldn't say that um and the look on charlie's <laughs> face He's like, oh, shit. And then he says, what's she like then? Which is smooth. It's smooth. It's a lot less subtle than thank you for being my supportive straight <laughs> yes, friend. it is, yeah. Or it's a lot more subtle, rather. It's much yeah. more subtle. It's probably the most subtle that Charlie Spring has ever or will ever be. And Nick, my sweet boy, says, you're just going to assume there is she. And, like, I... I don't know because the timeline is a little bit fuzzy of like how long it's been since, you know, the 
him Googling, but we can assume it's not been very long. Right. But we don't know how long Nick has been sitting with this and grappling with his possible queerness. But I'm so proud of the fact that he just fucking goes for it. Yeah. Because that's difficult and scary when you are secure in your identity. Like, let alone when you're still figuring shit out. Yeah. This would not have happened without the Nick-Tara exchange. Oh, no, no. If that had not happened and he had not been fully empowered by watching them on the dance floor, we wouldn't have gotten here in this episode. no. Again, Tara and Darcy do not get enough credit (laughs) for how important they are in this show. But it is – it's easy to ride that high. Oh, yeah. Like when you act immediately after being in power uh-huh. <laughs> versus yes. like the longer away from like that moment, the insecurity can kind of like creep back in, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this is just like a really good show of like the chain of events for this mm-hmm. night were just kismet. <laughs> yes. This was and meant Kit, to happen. Yes. Kit does a great job of like – pretty much with his face and his body language communicating that like, yes, this is terrifying. Yeah. And also, yes, I'm doing this. And also, holy shit, it's real. It's did I ha- just like, say that out loud? Did I just say this? And like, just like the more it goes, it's just, he does such a great job. And Joe as well, just like the way, like with every single thing that Nick says, the way that we see Charlie, like have more hope and more hope. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my God. Yeah, they're both my, amazing. My says, Joe fucking lock y'all. The hope oh, yeah. that's like in his eyes when he says, "Are they not a girl?" Is like that's my that's mind blowing. And then it flips over to Kit, who is like full on panicking without saying anything. And then you're like, "Well, shit, that's awesome!" Like this whole scene like deserves all of the awards. Oh yeah, it's all amazing. It. And then Charlie kind of like sees that. Nick doesn't really know how to answer. So he says, would you go out with someone who wasn't a girl? And Nick says, I don't know. Maybe. And then there's a sneaker squeak. <laughs> a sneaker squeak. It's just, oh my God, it's so cute. And it's just, it just, you move. He, he moves ever so slightly close, closer. Would you kiss someone who wasn't a girl? I don't know. And then they move a little bit closer. Charlie puts his hand down next to Nick's hand and like budges his pinky. <laughs> so he just like barely just, grazes Nick's pinky. Yes, it's so pure. And Nick moves his pinky closer mm-hmm. so that his pinky is on top of Charlie's. And then Charlie says, Would you kiss me? And then I start openly sobbing mm-hmm. and the little firework sounds are back when their little pinkies touch yes and then nick says yeah <laughs> and they kiss and it's so gentle it is so gentle and tender it's the perfect first kiss yes and nick looks so scared but in a good way yeah <laughs> Yes. And they pull away, but their pinkies stay locked together. And they both look straight forward. <laughs> and like they just do such a good job of communicating like the different ways in which they're processing what just happened. Mm-hmm. 
And then we cut back in from the wide and Nick grabs Charlie, like fully grabs Charlie's hand and they kiss again. And it's like a more intense kiss. I can't stop crying. When Nick looks up and looks at Charlie again before he gra- like full on grabs his hand, there's a rainbow glare. Like, <gasps> I missed forehead. that one. <laughs> and it's like with the like scared but hopeful face with the rainbow glare. And I scream. Gay achievement unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) First gay kiss. (laughs) I love it. And yeah, so then he grabs his hand and they go in. And that second kiss is like everything pours out of them. Like all of the months of pining, their little daydreams, all the little moments that they've had. Like it's full on. They're in it. And so for me, I just want to also point out that when... Nick, like when they have their first kiss, my heart's at like a 4.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's almost stopped. Uh-huh. But when Nick processes it and then reaches down and grabs Charlie's hand, code blue, code blue. Code blue. Yeah. <laughs> She's out. Yeah. <laughs> we go from like 4.5 to 10 out of 5. <laughs> like it like dead. Half a second flat. It's, oh my God. Um, and then Charlie asks Nick if he's okay, which is adorable that (laughs) he is like, and also telling um, how this relationship is going to develop because Charlie is constantly checking in and making sure that Nick is comfortable, that he's not doing anything he doesn't want to do. He's not telling anybody anything he doesn't want to tell them. And it's, Mm -hmm. and Nick is just like, he goes to say something. I wish that we could have. I want to know what he was going to say. Yeah. And then my note says, and then Harry has to fucking go and ruin everything. My note says, <laughs> and then Charlie looks absolutely destroyed. My heart fucking breaks. Just leave me dead at this point, DNR. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate this conversation with mm-hmm. Harry and Nick so much. It's a really well done technically I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the way that, like, they're in this other empty ballroom, which, like, again, has, like, the power implications because it's Harry's party and because he's rented out this entire place, that there is this entirely empty space. And, like, Harry's standing on the one side with the entire rugby team, Root. like, standing yes. behind him. And the, like, it's this, like, blue, like, moody lighting and the camera is spinning around Mm -hmm. the room and it just adds so much to the tension and the discomfort and that you know it's like it's just banter we all know it's just banter another great line delivery by that actor though because it's so good yeah (laughs) very good I, i hate it but the actor does a good job yeah like i said it's so well done i fucking hate it (laughs) yeah because uh and Nick leaves through another bisexual hallway. Says he's gonna go find the loo, and everyone thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever said. And I'm like, why yeah. are they laughing? This, this is not track. <laughs> and he goes through another bisexually lit hallway back to the other ballroom, and Charlie isn't there anymore. Which, like, yeah, of course he's not yeah. there. <laughs> Were you really expecting him to still be sitting there? I feel like there was just like a little bit of hope. Maybe, but. You know. 
He knows. He look the way that he looks around the yeah. room. He knows he's fucked up. Oh yeah. Now we get another dad of the year scene. Yes, Charlie gets in the car and Julio immediately knows something's wrong. And Charlie just breaks. Yeah, he just starts crying. And Julio just holds him and says, it's okay, I've got you. Doesn't ask, doesn't pry, just is there. Top notch. Dad of the year. And also, I'm sobbing at this point. Oh, oh, (laughs) I, I... I was I've been sobbing since before they even kissed. I've been sobbing since so you don't have a crush on anyone at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Charlie like wrapped up in a little burrito of sadness in green stripes instead of orange. Hmm. I missed that. And he's just crying and he's all wrapped up and I'm just like, "Oh, we've all been there." And he's cuddling his little his little cat. Is it a cat? I think so. I think it's a cat. This little stuffed animal. And then when he wakes up, he doesn't have any messages. But it's raining we, outside. But it's raining we outside. You can hear it. Also, we see that it's March 21st. Um, just oh, to kind of like that. help us with like the context of how long it's been since the beginning of the show. And then he kind of like wants to go back to sleep. Then we cut to him like brushing his teeth. Yeah, he checks, and but he has no new notifications. So we know yeah, that no. Nick has not reached out since the party, which is arguably, like, worse <laughs> than him just leaving, yes. like, the scene of him leaving, because you know that Charlie did not sleep well last night. Mm-hmm. He's probably checked his notifications a hundred times throughout the night, yeah. waiting, and has gotten nothing, and that just, like, puts his depression into, like, overload at this point. Yeah, and so he's brushing his teeth. And he, like, flashes back to, like, asking, would you kiss me? But imagines Nick saying no. And my heart, again, breaks. It's in, like, a jillion pieces at this point. Mm-hmm. And we're only on episode three. Um, <laughs> and these, again, these little flashback scenes where he's seeing things that happened, but seeing them negatively are so effective. They're so effective. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock at the door that brings him back to reality. And Charlie's mom asks him to get the door, but it's probably the postman. I love that Tori, like Tori didn't even, that she's not an option for answering yeah, the door no. because we all know Tori's going to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, Tori, I will not be doing that. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie goes downstairs, hair undone, still in his PJs. And it's, not the postman it is not (laughs) it is in fact nicholas nelson soaking wet in the rain wearing the blue hoodie that charlie wore on their snow day yeah and he's panting because he just ran all the way here in the rain from his house in the rain no umbrella no raincoat and they say hi hi And then the episode ends. And I literally wrote, why, Alice, why? <laughs> it's impossible to stop between these Is two. It, no, literally, you just you just click next episode. It You have to. One does not simply finish Kiss. And not and start secret. <laughs> not start secret. You have to. It's the law. And then by that point, you're like, well, there's only four episodes left. Might as well. 
and then you watch the whole fucking series over. My notes for after after they say hi to each other and it cuts the credits, it says, we all are dead again, code fucking blue. <laughs> you have yes. murdered us twice. <laughs> twice. So that's obviously, I'm a five out of five. I'm over, I'm like a 15 out of five on yeah, the scale I, for I, this episode. My note, I have like at the notes at the bottom, I have my favorite quote. And then I also have heart stopper scale, 10 out of five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot. A lot of stopping. I am deceased. Yeah. So I have my favorite quote. Um, Do you have yours? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So mine is, that's homophobic, Harry. (laughs) And I really don't like you. Happy birthday. It's the happy birthday that does it for me. Yeah. Just like this fucking mic drop and walk away. It's great. I I had a hard time with picking one from this one mm-hmm. um and that was on my list of, yeah. of ones to pick from but i tr- i chose to cheat <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite quote is the entire first kiss scene from <laughs> so you don't have a crush on anyone at the moment <laughs> to nick saying i am leaving <laughs> <laughs> that is in fact cheating <laughs> <laughs> that entire dialogue is just done so well. I think Alice killed it. It is, it is excellent. It's Alice killed it. Kit killed it. Joe notch. killed it. Everyone killed it. Charlie, he's shooting his shot despite Tao's feedback. Tao's feedback be damned. <laughs> this boy just held his hand in the middle of a party. And the way that he is looking at him, he just has to go for it. And I'm so glad he does. <laughs> Yes. It's a lot. This episode is my favorite episode just because the like emotional journey, the roller coaster that I go on every time. I've seen this episode at least 25 times. (laughs) And I still like catch myself like holding my breath at certain parts. And like, it's just, it's just so good. I just, I'm like, I, I can't. I, it's so good. And it's, like, hard for me to watch because of how much emotion I feel, like, all at once. And I'm, like, I need to pause it just to, like, let myself process what I am feeling (laughs) because there's so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, like, it's so good and it's so well done. Yes. Kudos to everyone. Uh, well, I think that that is everything we have for this episode. Um, of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals. So we will be back in two weeks to talk about episode four, Secret. Although I'm sure that you are immediately going to run and go watch it <laughs> after we talk about this because how can you not? <laughs> if you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on all platforms. Until next time. Bye. Bye.